Hello, everyone, and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, so our horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches. What are horror sandwiches? I hear you ask. Well, it's a delicious movie filling surrounded by two slices of lovely chatty goodness, making a delicious horror sandwich. That's what horror sandwiches. My name's Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. Hello. How are you this week? I'm damn tickety boo. Tickety boo, well, that is good. Um, yeah. uh, I, I had I sort of, uh, well, I've had a week of knee problems. Um, knee problems. Well, I fell over at work. Well, I slipped at work, and that that will give you knee problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, it was a, it was a sort of um, delayed fall as well. I was hold, I was I was holding onto a door when I slipped. And I tried to keep myself up, but all I really did was twist my knee. Um, and then I came home on the Tuesday when it was icy and fell over in the path coming up to my house. So that was a good one. And then yesterday I slipped down some steps. So I've really been giving my knee a run for run for its money. And uh, it wasn't happy with me last night. But, well, I mean, uh, they say these things come in threes, don't they, so... Yeah, someone said that's being worse, and I won't fall over anymore. That's three. Yeah, you're fine now. Yeah, no, I'll never fall over again. I'll be, be like a weeble or wobble, but I'll never fall down. Um, <laughs> was it all the same knee too? Yes, it was all on all in the left. So now, now I'll think of your right knee as a kind of super knee. Yeah, maybe it is some sort of look at what all it's gone through. Not a single scratch. A mega knee of sorts. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I should be should be play, praying to the god of right knees, whoever that is. Zeus, maybe. Maybe he's the god of sky and, and right knees. Um, and being he was a bit of a prick, actually, when Zeus. Now I think about it. Um, Hermes is the god of medicine. I reckon he's, a, he's the one you want to go for. All right. Hermes, good at delivering packages. Oh, no, actually, they're crap, aren't they, Hermes? Uh I've lost it. We've lost it. We we veered off. Um, right. So, oh, a little bit of admin up top um, because we we need to do social medias, don't we? So, join them: yeah. Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can follow us on Letterboxd. I'm Creative Psychopath Pod, and Matthew is Matthew Thornley. Very, yeah. very. Have I got in there? Yeah. Oh, very buying off all those other. Matthew Thornley's, of which there are, I don't know, like five or six, probably. Yeah, but you won the Battle Royale, as it were, or the Royal Rumble, which is coming up yeah. uh, soon, uh, which start my bout of going back to wrestling for a bit, pay for the WWE Network for a few months. So cause I'll, I'll watch Rumble, Elimination Chamber, and, oh, WrestleMania. <laughs> I nearly forgot the name of WrestleMania then. That'd be good. Um, but while we're here, let's do this. This is my, this is my weekly weight update. Um, so since I last spoke to you, it was about four days ago, but I've been on it. I got on it and, uh, I th I've got to presume that, I, that a lot of water weight has gone because I've shifted eight pounds in those, in those days. Yeah. Those first few days, they, they fall eyes off, doesn't it? Yeah, good stuff. Eight pounds. I was well. I was quite pleased with it anyway. Um, yeah, so that's a lot of uh, a lot of timber. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, eight pounds. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, it's all over half a stone, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm, I'm pleased with that. And, uh, you know, thankfully, a few of our friends sent me, uh, podcast friends sent me messages saying good luck and, you know, well done for doing it and all that stuff. So, you know, that's pretty much exactly what I wanted to happen. So that was nice. Um, yeah, and then I think you might have lost as much in those days that I've managed this year as well. So that's that's impressive. It's probably there would be a big difference in like uh, you know how much weight we have to shift, though I imagine. So it's sort of like all relative in it, percentages and stuff. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I think I've I think I think I'm nine for the year off the off the top of my head. I have a spreadsheet within all on. Oh, lovely. Ah, I do like a spreadsheet. An Excel spreadsheet, is it? It is, yes. Yeah. I once went to Leeds and did a course on Excel. I know I I I really I really enjoyed it. I ended up making loads of Excel sheets at work. Um because I was like, you can make this do your work for you. Um good stuff, good fun. Uh Excel's not very interesting, is it? It's not even horror movie related. Um, or maybe oh, if you do want to look at something that that could be horror movie related, if uh, if you ever just Google like what a pound of fat looks like, oh no, it's a oh he's gross, but also every lot. time that you do lose a pound, you think wow that's quite a lot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel I feel eight pounds lighter. Running, I'm practically walking on air, um, but not really. Uh, well, before we get into it, one last thing I'd like to do, and he doesn't know I'm doing this, but I just, uh, I just wanted to say a big sort of, not really, it's not a congratulations, but uh, just sort of shout out to the King of Pod, Alistair, who um, happily donated one of his kidneys to a stranger this week. Um, so I've been keeping up to date with him. He's, he got through it. He's, he's all right. But, uh, you know, I just think it's a really nice thing to do for people. So, you know, he's there, he's done it. Congratulations. That is, is that it, is properly incredible. It's yeah, not really a congratulations, a... is it? It's a sort of a, well done. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, he, it's a sort of thing that that literally saves lives, isn't it? You know. And yes. I mean, what 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 better thing can you do for a person than yeah, basically keep them alive? You know, it's yeah. What a guy! What a guy! What a hero! Well, that's why he's royalty. That's why he's podcast royalty, and we're just uh, are we just yeah. If anyone ever gets jesters. upset that we call Ice the King of the Podcast, I mean, just 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 think about that now. You could have some other, but some other title. We have dukedoms. We have lords, ladies, queen. I mean, we we still need a queen, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, I th- I'd say I'm more of a court jester, really. That's all I. Am. Oh no, we yeah we are. Yeah, we're, we're those we're those that couple in in Monty Python and the Holy Grail that are just patting mud and picking up slop. That that's us too. Yeah, that's fine. We're all right. We can do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into this uh, delicious first slice of bread. We've we've whiffled, so let's talk about horror movies. Now, last week, 
I went through, or you went through questions with me about everything we covered last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to do the same thing with you. It's a part two. Um, you did say there'd be a theme to this, and 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 there it is. This is the theme to it. Um, so let's start with the scariest then. Yeah, this one. Uh, yeah, this one was pretty tricky. I think there was. I don't think we watched anything that really had me like. Uh, Shivery got me, yeah. Mm. Uh, I think the thing that came closest that we had was a tale of two sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's quite a few scenes in there that uh, that, that gave me the willies, uh, and and it had some jump scares in it that were, that were good as well. Yeah, so it did. It had some good workable ones in there. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, must have I think, think the, I, I tossed it up for my for mine. I don't know what I picked now. Um, yeah, I think uh, Possessor was another one that left me feeling pretty icky and grossed out a bit. Uh, <laughs> so that was another one that was that, that was up there. Uh, I think that's possibly the problem that I had with some of the other films that we watched. I'd seen them before, so you know you don't quite get that same that same mm-hmm. feeling again, do you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, well, you know, when you're a horror fan, you know, we don't really expect to be scared, but uh, you know, for me if if a if a if a jump scare gets me, then good job. Well done, because um it's very yeah. rare that they do <laughs> these I, I do find myself sort of giving into uh to horror films a bit, I think. Especially at the cinema. More so, mm. uh, but I think the the problem is is that a lot of films that we're having at the cinema aren't good enough films to do it. Uh, you know, especially if you think what what came out last year, especially. I think most of what we said were our, our best films. Most of them were streaming films. Mm, that's true. That's true. You know, I think I would have given in to when evil lurks a bit more. If that was in the cinema, you know, I'd have felt absolutely a bit, bit queasy, a bit, bit iffy. Uh, but yeah, uh, this one, yeah, not not too much that, uh, that that gave me the old scare. Yeah, I think you're probably right with the Taylor Two Sisters. I think in terms of you know having an uncomfortable vibe and there being actually a couple of good workable jump scares, you probably probably right. That probably was a. Probably was the right answer that one. Well done. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I don't even know why I picked. What did I pick? Who's to say? I can't remember. No. It was like four days ago and I've already forgotten. Yeah, good. It was probably terrible. Mind like a sieve. <laughs> um, but having thought about it, I have thought uh, on, on my list to avoid the ones that you've picked. So... Well, you, yeah, well, you must have thought of something then. I, I, I must have remembered some of them, yeah. <laughs> so what was the best kill? What was the best kill that we saw? This was another one. We watched a lot of films last year that were pretty bloodless in terms of their their kills. I, I think we watched quite a few films where kills happened off screen or we we didn't see them. Uh, yeah, right. Or, or there was only like maybe one or two kills in the film. Uh, 
So, yeah, this one was, was tough as well. <laughs> it was... I'm, I'm, I'm torn between two. Well, let's just pick two. We, uh, uh, there's no rules here. Yeah, there is the, the kitchen scene in uh, Ill List. Right. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. It's with, the, with the hammer. That was... Yeah. That was pretty. Uh, that's pretty grisly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one was the box cutter kill in Green Room, where it's just the Stanley knife, just right up the middle. Oh uh, yeah, that was. And then you just see the guy open up like a like a, a ripe piece of fruit. Yeah, some of those. Some of the ones in that were pretty grim, weren't they? Yeah, I think uh, the. The green room ones, especially, and the and the kill this one. Now that I say it, they, they were very realistic feeling. You know, thank, thankfully, I don't actually know what it's like to <laughs> slice someone up from uh, belly button to neck with a Stanley knife. But it it like you watch it and like the the kills with the dogs and the like the shotgun to the head and stuff. They all felt very real in that film. Yeah, I remember the dog one being really. Um... Feeling really, uh, yeah, I didn't like that yeah. one. But I have been bitten by a dog, so I have a vague. I do know what it's like to have a dog digging, who actually bite through your flesh and rag at it. So uh, it's not fun. It's awful, in fact. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I had the say. I don't think he got me that well, but it, I did get bit when I was a kid, and yeah, not not fun. Nope, not fun. No, well, they are descended from wolves, I suppose, and I think. I don't think a wolf would take a second thought about eating me. I'd probably sort them out for a few months. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> well, so lovely kills, but what were the lovely effects? Yeah, this one was one that I had to avoid your choice for. Ah, and I think I picked two. Yeah, <laughs> so I I went for Trade to Busan for this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, that, that one's amazing. There were some very good effects in it. Uh, yeah. Used very sparingly, I mm. think. Uh, you think by the... Well, I say used sparingly, but again, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. For I'll, I'll get to that in a second, just because there, there was a deer at the beginning, and then you remember the, the people dropping out of the sky and stuff. There were... Yeah, right. There, there were some pretty great effects. Uh, then I'm thinking there's... They must have used CGI and and crowd effects for for, you know, for some of those swarm scenes in it. Yeah, and then I don't know. I remember there being one dodgy moment where they're bursting out of a window or something, and I think that was, but it was so briefly on screen that I think we both agreed that it was. Yeah, and I'm also I'm going to lump in, you know, hair and makeup with effects for it as well because oh, of all course. of that was a real bang up job, you know, and. Yeah. Like, again, it it gave it gave an air of believability to a zombie apocalypse, which is often it's it's one of the hardest things to get right when you're making a zombie film, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, it's uh, you you right. The effects in that movie are just spot on. Um, yeah, good stuff. I wish I'd thought of these answers. Um, oh, I think I said video drone, so that was pretty good. Yeah, that was the, that was the one that I was avoiding. 
I did think later on, actually, that uh, I think we covered Mandy, and uh, there's one moment in that film where the two faces meld into each other and then meld back, and that effect is amazing. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, and, and there was a, there was a lot of uh, really good effects in Possessor as well. Oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, shout out Brain Dead. That was that had some lovely stuff in it as well. Just oh yeah, some real fella. real fun stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that little parasite dude. Um. So, were there any of the that you saw that you'd fancy a sequel to? I'm not sure it's possible, but. I wouldn't mind seeing another Tusk film. <laughs> I think I think it'd be quite funny. I know Kevin Smith's doing well, he's said he's gonna be doing it as a trilogy. So oh, this Yeah, yeah. Yeah, True North trilogy thing that he's he's mentioned before. Uh Yoga Horses was was really bad. Pro- probably his worst film for me. Uh but and I think what is it Moose Jaws, I think was is gonna be the it's the, the mooted third film in, in the trilogy. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get Moose Jaws. I think there's just this, there's this place for what what can a human walrus do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't kind of wrapped it up with a board in it. You know, put him, you know he's, he's in a zoo and he gets a fish every year on his birthday and stuff. And this is real, just incredibly stupid yet tragic ending. <laughs> and Michael Parks died, which is also a, a big gap to fill. But I don't know. I think there's th- there's enough pieces there that I think an interesting sequel could could come about. There could be something in there for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd see that. I'd definitely watch that. I'd be I'd be up for that. No problem. <laughs> was Was there any that you wouldn't have a sequel for? And no, I'll just leave it alone. No. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's taking care of itself, really, isn't it? Because it's such a just a real clusterfuck of a production. But Scream is, yeah, Scream. Let's just leave it. it. But for now, because everything's going wrong with that, uh, uh, and let, let's revisit it some sometime in the future. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt that they'll bring that back. Um, I was thinking about it the other day, and I thought if they bring it back, they should just um, get a new cast and and go from there. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd want a reboot, but you know what I mean. Just start again, sort of thing, with a new with a new set, and forget all the legacy characters and stuff like that. Well, that's what I would do. Um, let, let Neve Campbell direct. It's, I mean, she wants to, obviously. But yeah, yeah. I'm still, I'm still angry about that. Yeah, we all are. We're all very, we're shaking our fists at the, at Hollywood, from here. I don't know which way it is, but you know, I'm still shaking my fists. Um, so, what was the worst one we watched? Well, uh, you you picked one from from April. For our April Fool's thing. So I'm going to pick the other bad one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Hellraiser, Hell World. <laughs> yeah, that one was bad. Um, 
I think the only reason I didn't is because I had a bit of fun with Lance Hendrickson in it. Um, but yeah, it was, there wasn't even a Hellraiser film. I think that's, you know, my, my, the thing that upset me about it is that it's, yeah, obviously it's a bad film, but it kind of felt like it should be fun bad. Yeah. And because I wasn't watching it in a group or anything, weren't laughing away and taking the piss out of it, I ended up just sitting through a bad film that I think in other circumstances I could have enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. And uh, like I say, I think I had a bit of fun with it because it was it was a bit hammy and there was some bits where it was it the plot didn't quite make sense or it so but Yeah, that that last those last few bits really are all over the place, aren't they? Yeah. I might have enjoyed it ironically, is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a thing. That's a yeah. thing. <laughs> So what was the favourite one? Go on, what was the favourite? Because we, we covered a lot of good ones. We did. Uh, and for my money, the best of them all was Get Out. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. it was. Yeah, without a doubt. I, again, I don't really know which one I picked, but uh, yeah, for sure. Get Out was fun. Well, I think I got it third in my my top ten of all time. Wow, yeah. and And we didn't cover... Uh, Hereditary or The Shining, so <laughs> no, but we had by, we had by great... default, it's got to be that. <laughs> I know we had a great experience recording that episode. Um, because the more we talked about it, the more I think the more both of us got out of it as we talked about it, and uh, it's just um, a wonderful film for a rewatch. Uh, which, yeah, now nah, you're right, we get out that was that was great. I, I, I think I picked. I, I think I picked badly. I don't know what I picked. I remember Midsummer was my scariest. Um, no, yeah, I, I mean, we 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 covered quite a few films. I would say were, were five star movies last year. Uh, you know, Get Out, Mandy, uh, Midsummer, Jaws. You know, quite a lot of them. So, you know, it, it wasn't wasn't as simple as. No, it certainly wasn't. Maybe uh, it could have been, but yeah, it, it it kind of chose itself after we put out our uh, our top tens. Yes, yeah, it did. No, it was it was it that was brilliant. Um, you know, I enjoy doing every episode with you, but there are some episodes that I enjoy just so much more because. We get so much out of it just talking to each other. Midsummer was one of them. Um, and yeah, Get Out was one of the others. So yeah, really good. Really great. Um, yeah, lovely stuff. So um, I don't think that's it. I don't need to ask you any more questions now. We've, we've, hit, the, we've hit the filling. Um all day I've been wanting to do a Terry Tibbs joke. Do you know who Terry Tibbs is? Because if you don't, it's not a funny joke. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I I don't think I do. It, it It's um, Phone Jacker. Do you know Phone Jacker? Talk to me. Uh, I'm aware of, uh, of Phone Jacker. I never watched it, though, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, terribly sorry. Yeah, well, one of the characters used to say, used to say that he... 
he'd ring people's, um, you know, like wanted ads. So he'd just like, wooden ladder, talk to me. So um, anyway, it's talk to me. <laughs> it is. We're doing talk to me. The joke didn't work. I had to explain it. Um, I'm sure there are some listeners that, that found it better than I did. Yeah, they probably thought it was hilarious. They're probably laughing now, tears in their eyes, um, painful bellies. Yep, let's just get on with it. <laughs> yeah, so this one, uh, so we did your your pop horror film of the year last year, uh, last week. So this this one was my choice for the best of 2023. Uh, and I also have the backing of letterbox.com because uh, uh, this film did, did come away with their top horror film of the year too. Oh, right. Uh, I would say just before... Uh, we get started on it. The Alexi Toliopoulos, uh, who is a, a wonderful, wonderful podcaster, mm-hmm. uh, has been doing a series called Sunburnt Screen on uh, basically Australian cinema. And the first episode, well, first two episodes, is all about Australian horror films. Oh, right. Uh, so if this is a film that you enjoyed, uh, if you enjoyed The Babadook uh, and... So there, are, there are so many others, and that those podcasts will sort of chart where those films came from and and how they moved and how horror is uh, is going into a pretty significant boom period in uh, in Australia. So, just a, a little recommendation before it sunburnt screens. I am looking at it now and signing up and. Following it too, yeah. So it's. I think it's going to be an eight-part series. Uh, we had four, I think, before uh, you know, before the new year, and then the next four is coming soon. So, yes, I uh, yeah, I actually I really love that guy. Um, Finding Drago was one of my absolute. I've listened to it like three times now. I think. Yeah, I mean that. That's yeah. That's definitely another recommendation. Finding Drago because what what a podcast that was. Yeah, it was amazing. I will have enjoyed all of those ones that they've done. Um, anyway, if we we're going off. Let's let let's do it. You're going let's to jump it. into. It. Let's jump into the film. So this Don't is shoot. from. Well, uh, the officially is from 2022, but we didn't get. I guess that's just some, some festival screens. It got a wide release last last summer. Uh, it's directed by first time directors uh, Michael and Danny Philippou. Uh, they are brothers. Uh, huh? YouTubers, and they you know they have done work on a lot of Australian horror films as well. Uh, sort of, you know, lower down the credits. And for our cast, we have Sophie Wilde as Maya, uh, Alexandra Jensen as Jade, Joe Bird as Riley, uh, Zoe Tarakis as Haley, Chris Alosio as Joss, and Miranda Otto as Sue. And basically, the uh, premise of the film is a group of uh, teenagers, I guess you're 16, 17-year-old, come into the possession of a hand that allows them to communicate with the dead. And there are rules that you have to follow, and as these things go, the the rules aren't followed, and <laughs> bad things happen. Nobody learned anything from Gremlins, did they? 
Just they did not. I mean, always follow the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this was your favourite of, uh, uh, of the year. So, um, I, I, I don't know, you've obviously... Explain must have a lot to say. Well, no, you must have a lot to say about it. Um, and well, obviously, I do too. So, um, yeah. So, I think the uh, the thing that that I would probably take away from from this is that this isn't this isn't a fun horror movie, is it? No. Um, I think it's got it's got elements of fun horror movies. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, gore and your know, body horror stuff and and your know, effects stuff that that really works in a lot of uh, you know, a lot of other horror films. Hmm. But there is just this relentless darkness uh threaded throughout the whole film from from the the very first scene you know yeah uh that 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 permeates through this and the it's something that i think if if all horror films are like this i I don't think that i don't think there, there would be any sort of joy in the genre i don't think anyone would (laughs) <laughs> would would really class themselves as a horror fan? You, you know, it would just be the, the what it would do to your psyche is like not even worth thinking about. Mm. But every now and again, I think you you, you kind of need films like this to, to to really sort of darken the edges of the genre uh, and to make it feel a little bit dangerous again. Uh maybe not the right word, but to make to make the word horror mean something in the genre. I think a film like this does that. Right. Yeah. I really made an impact on you, didn't it? Um uh it's no secret for the podcast that did they didn't do that for me and Upon a second viewing, I enjoyed it a bit more, but st- I still didn't get as much out of it as as you as you did. And but you know, I'm willing to be sold on it through this because I think I think there's a lot of potential subtleties that I totally missed out on. Because to me, a lot of what you, uh, what you said, I, I, I find it to be quite a, a by the book horror movie. It doesn't it doesn't do anything for me at all. But that said, I think I was the victim with this one of being sort of um, before I'd been to see it, everyone was saying how it was like the most unique horror film that they'd seen in years. And because to me, it wasn't just wasn't quite that. I still I couldn't get over that hurdle and I still really can't get over that hurdle. Um, I, I, I don't think it is a particularly unique film in a lot of regards. I mean, you know, possession films are are everywhere, aren't they? You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, films where groups of teenagers make bad decisions are everywhere. <laughs> uh, and 
and and the elements of that, you know, and horror is an allegory for for other things, you know, notably grief and and those sorts of things. They're, they're they're very common. So all these these pieces, they're all, you know, they're all, they're all done before, uh, as you know, as as so many other films are. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, what I, I think this film does for for me the the that is affecting is I think is is probably sort of the the, the second and, and third acts, you know, the where it where Meyer is starting to have the breakdown and the descent and it's this whole idea that that nothing can be trusted. You know, nothing that's going on can be trusted. We and it's it does this point of view where Meyer is seen as an unreliable narrator for the you know as our point of view character. Yeah. But at the same time she looks like she's being lied to and it could be a combination of those. What we're seeing could be straight down the straight down the line. It could all be be what you know accurate, and it's it just leaves you with this these feelings of like none of these options work for us because it's all just nasty. You know, either either this your know, poor girl has been consumed by grief to the point where she's irreparably damaged her life and the lives of the people she loves or there is some malevolent force beyond the veil that is torturing this girl for its own nefarious uses um, basically to, to steal her soul uh, or you know her her mother is doing something just really, really evil. Uh, and there's all these things going on and it's, it, it's just, just profoundly miserable, you know, uh, to the point where the, there's just, the, the, it, it's a happy ending when, there is this side, you know, the, this family that that she's, you know, she's attached herself to. Get rid of her, and that's something that's that's really, really sad. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, what I agree with all those points. Watching it today, I, I sort of, I, 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 I found myself trying to get more to grips with the, with the grief of this movie and how it and how it deals with it and um and how what uh, to a degree what they've tried what they tried to do is use this sort of horror thing to um show how psychologically damaging you know it, someone's death can be not only not only just someone's death, but in this case, you know, suicide, but she'd been sort of told that it 
wasn't suicide. Um, and But you get the distinct feeling that she knew that it was. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my read of the character is that, that she she knows it is, but, but can't face that emotionally. Right, yeah, yeah. She knows it. She, she, she has been told, her, her dad said that it had uh, been an accidental overdose, and it isn't until later on in the film when he becomes an actual person that um, she actually finds out what actually happened. Um, uh, but, but, but by that time, it's sort of too late for her, I think, so... You know, there is there is a psychological break here, but it is it it's it's used within a, a horror setting. Um and because there were bits about this that I thought was re- really good. This this thing where she's lifted herself out of her own family and inserted herself into a different family. Um because those first few scenes with the dad, you don't see him at all. He's just totally he's blurred all the time. Um you know, like, and even if they've just done that from a, a camera point of view, it's obviously done purposely. You know, he'll be talking to her, but he's in the background and you don't see him because I think from her point, her point of view, she's lifted herself out of that situation. So, um, yeah. And, and on top of that, her house is always very darkly lit and it's grays and blacks in the, the palette, whereas everywhere else is much brighter. Yeah, it's, it's brighter. You're big lights on as we would say in these parts okay yeah well i think the thing is though you know we 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 dug into some of the deeper things but there is some fun to be had here though in there you know it when we do these early bits when they have this is it it's a hand a hand some kind of hand it's did they say it's a psychic hand or a medium's hand that's been embalmed and then Embalmed and wrapped in ceramic, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there is, there, there is a lot of stuff to enjoy there as well because it gives us this, this intriguing little mystery aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, we, it's, you know, and it, and it gives us these rules, and it, it keeps it all vague and and subtle enough that we can just park it and sit in. And, and enjoy ourselves with, with those bits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I sort of, um, yeah, especially watching it a second time around, I really did enjoy those bits. I liked uh, seeing the ghosts um, and uh, maybe the, probably the second time around was, was more fun until it, until it isn't. Um, and I... I I was annoyed. I remember I was annoyed the first time, and I'd even said to you that it was so stupid that they were filming this thing, and you know, and what have you. But uh, and and how? Why would they even do it? Why would they even do it? But you know, I sort of came to the conclusion that at some point recently, um, whoever it was had to stop telling people to stop eating soap pods, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe people are stupid. Or at we, least... Yeah, people are. <laughs> but at least this would this would be all over TikTok if it was real. Yeah, of course it would. Yeah, um, you know, so it is that social media generation where people do apps the most ridiculous things um, just for a bit of attention. So I I, I, I move past that as well. 
um, it just, uh, well, I'll go back to it. Just doesn't it just doesn't grab me as much as I think it's grabbed other people. Um, but yeah, that second time when it starts going a bit wrong, and um, what's the name of the lad? I, I haven't, I haven't um, Riley. Um, he ha he has a go and they sort of agree because he's younger that he's only going to have fifty seconds. But then it appears to be Mia's mum, but um, we don't think it, it. It's hard to say whether it is or it isn't really. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it. But allows for a choice, doesn't it? Yeah, but things don't go wrong, and. Um, you know, here I think a lot of people were like sort of shocked by it. It's nothing I haven't really seen before, aside from him trying to pull out his own eye, which is pretty grim. Um, but yeah, I think they do a really good job later when we finally get a sort of reveal of what he's actually done to himself. And he just, you know, in terms of effects, I'd say it's top. These two. These two brothers know exactly what they're doing, you know, in terms of effects. So, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the all of the you know the corpses are you know the deceased people in the yeah exactly yeah the, the visions and, and Riley after he, he's he's had his you know uh, I'll say accident but he's had his head smashing against the table moment it's like they all look real grotty. And you know that that's where that's where your fun horror stuff comes in, doesn't it? Looking at all these, yeah, uh, yeah, gross monsters that they make up. Yeah, well, as I say, there there is fun to be had here, but um, I think once it's once it stops being fun, it 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 never is fun again. Um, uh, yeah, as a lot think... of gross moments that are uncomfortable, sort of well. To sort of sit through. Uh, I'm talking about toe sucking here. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, well, I mean, the, there are some folk that's into that. That's. Yeah. Titillation for. Uh, well, for for people of which I am not one. <laughs> some folk like a bit of toe sucking. It's some people like feet. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I do. Uh, anyway. We'll, we'll yeah we'll, we'll leave feet where they are, uh, but yeah I think what what what's, I would say is nice but nice in in the context of of this film is that it does you know once things go south and and Riley uh you know, who 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 is great for an actor of his age and oh, for, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know how much of the film relies on him. Does a, a great job, you know, hiding behind, you know, makeup and the, the stuff he has to do. Just fantastic. Uh, but yeah, once you want, know, once all of it goes wrong from his perspective, and the film becomes, a, you know, a battle for his soul, doesn't it? Really, because he's uh, and Meyer is sort of the last line of defense. For for him, uh, it it gives us at least the 
the the ending where he makes it out and is is saved you know that he's, he's released from from that torment and he's and he, you know he seems to make a full recovery which is mm, yeah it's respite i would say is the only word you can use it's not a happy ending but no, it, 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 it's not. Is it? It's not. It's not a happy ending. It's a, It's about as and parts of it are about as downbeat as as endings can be. Really, um, you know, we do get a bit of resolution. Um, but as I say, as you said earlier, that resolution comes at the sort of cost of knowing that they're happier without her. It is a bit, you know, that whole thing's a bit sort of grim really um there was something i wanted to say and i forgot what it was oh you touched on it briefly but there's a real uh good scene in this it reminded me a bit of event horizon where we sort of get a glimpse into his torture while he's not essentially not really in his body um and you, you don't get you don't get much of it but it's enough it's enough to go well, i don't want to be where he is um, yeah, I reckon that's probably the scene when I saw it in the cinema that got me the m- more than anything else. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to a bit of an interview with the directors of it, uh, and apparently that scene originally was like over two minutes long. Um, but when they were doing when they were doing this sort of edit of it, they were like, "Yeah, it doesn't need to be this long. It's almost getting too uncomfortable." So it actually worked. Obviously, a lot better in, um, you know, just a quick chunk, really. Um, yeah, what... and I think that's what, what the directors have done so well. Uh, you know, not just in, in their their directing, but the editing as well. Uh, in fact, I'm not actually sure who who did the editing. But it, it's it's trimmed down on and there's no, you know, not, none of this is gratuitous. You know, yeah. Everything that's yeah. in it is there to serve the story, serve the characters, and you know, I mean, horror is a genre, and we we love it for that. In most circumstances, is that it does drive to excess. You know, we 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 love unnecessary gore and unnecessary boobs and unnecessary almost everything because it's it's fun, to, you know, to, to to live in excess, but. In films, not in real life. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, you you end up on a podcast talking about how much weight you lost at the beginning of uh, the year. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, when when you, you're trying to to put this kind of film out, you, you really can't allow for those excesses. And that's what you said there. You know, they cut a scene down from over two minutes to thirty seconds, if that. You know, yeah, it's you know, it, it's a, a sound thought process and as to how they've made the film. Yeah, yeah, it's funny actually listening to them. You, 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 you'd assume the two people can't get anything achieved because um, it's like a very almost scatterbrained to a, to to a degree, like. They weren't easy to listen to because they're always talking over each other and ribbing each other. And but you know they are brothers, so I guess you know that's just how they just how they talk with each other. And they've had a successful YouTube channel for such a long time that they do 
know what they're doing. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I've heard uh, I've heard Peter talk around the Movie Duel podcast about the the DVD commentary that they they did for the film. Oh yes, I tried okay. to find that, but it had been deleted. Yeah, yeah he, he describes them as uh, if ADHD was a sound. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're exactly that. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't convinced, but yeah, listening, he he said that, and then listening to this interview with them, it's like yeah. But they obviously know what they're doing, and you know, they talked a bit about the editing and the filmmaking process and and stuff like that. So yeah, it was it was interesting stuff. Um. Now here's, okay, so here's the thing. Are are any of the characters in this particularly likable? Because I there's no one in it I've got any particular um, like for. Aside from, I sort of I sort of did feel a bit for Jade because she does. Uh, it feels like she's getting a shot under the stick a, a little bit. Um, Aside from that, because even Mia's not, you know, well, she's not really the hero of the piece, but she's the main character. There's, she's not. No, she's she's a character likable. Uh, yeah, she she demands sympathy rather than affection, doesn't she? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we we like Riley. Uh, but you know. Because I think he's the he's kind of the person. If you're a younger sibling, we we all know what that's like. Uh, you know, wanting to want, wanting to be in with your your older siblings, cool friends. Uh, so I, th- I think I, I you know I quite like him. He might, you know, he's a he's a bit of a, a shit little brother, but again, I I, I, I associate him with that because. I, I am also that. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. So I, I get, I, I get him, and I think he's, you know, he's a guy, a kid that just wants to get involved, and. Uh, but yeah, I think you know the the rest of them. They are just, they are teenagers, aren't they? That they're, they're in that, you know, awkward mid stage where that they're shedding their child personalities and developing their adult ones and yeah perhaps yeah. a shit middle ground yeah it, it, it just um it's just one of those it's just one of those things it, that i thought about the movie and i don't know it's to a degree maybe realistic because you know not everyone, not everyone is likable you know you don't have to have a final girl and have them be the hero of the piece um i mean in fairness no. the, the family um as it is, um, Jade, Riley, and is it Sue? Was the mum Sue? You know, they're uh, probably, yes. they probably are the most likable characters. And, um, you know. Sue. Again, I think they are also at the same time kind of unlikable to to ratchet up the sympathy for me. Um, or my, I think I've used both in this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because... You know, Jade is, you know, she's her best friend, but at the same time she's she's blowing her off for a boy and stuff and you know, if if Maya wants to see her, she she has to third wheel on the date and stuff. And not only that, it's it's her ex and you know, she goes to the party and you know, the people there don't don't like her and 
that I think I guess I guess that's why we like Riley as a, as a character because he's he's the only one that genuinely seems to like her. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Which makes what happens feel all the worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, but I don't know where you want to where you want to go from here. I mean, it's got a pretty grim ending. If you want to get there, yeah, I, I, I liked the ending uh, from uh, a, a screenwriting perspective. You know, I think it it, it brings it back round. It's got you know a nice uh, sort of karmic ending to it and, and a nice sort of symmetry but it uh, is grim and yeah it's not something that we actually like but uh, yeah I mean I think if I was going to sort of wrap a bow on this and, and call it I mean we have a prequel and a sequel already in the works for this which well really I reckon I don't actually want I think this is a film that I think it's it exists in this world where we know that there is a a rich and deep history to this thing but at the same time it feels like it would be better served as a mystery and and to let us sort of run wild with that yeah well, it made too much money to not have a sequel, so as horror often does. Um, yeah, I mean, it is. It is Michael and Danny Philippou that are you are know, slated to make them, so you know I'm sure that they've you know they they know what they want to do with it, and it's you know it's their baby; it should be in their hands. So you know, it they they may well be good. Uh, I'm. I'm Confident that they will be. They're also working on a Street Fighter movie. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, some of the old Hardukins, uh, however. <laughs> yeah, I um, I just, I just hope that it, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't try to gild the lily, and we are, we're not diluting this by explaining too much. Yeah, yeah. I'd be. I think it would be interesting for them to do those movies, but you know, head down slightly different routes. Um, either you know, have it not necessarily be a horror film, or certainly maybe take some of the weight out of it and have it be, you know include a bit more of that fun that they that they included but uh I, don't, I think they really like violence on screen so i think it's sort of highly unlikely but i'd be interested to see something like that um have a bit more fun uh but yeah um well we've got some lovely facebook comments i think i don't know um that i can look up if you'd like let's uh Let's get him up. So right. Well, we even after uh, giving his kidney away, he, he still takes time to write us a message. Of course. Uh, so Alistair said that uh, I liked talking about it more than I enjoyed watching it, which I think I could probably say the same for for me now. 
Uh, the head smashing scenes were incredible, though. Ugly stuff. Um, then Peter, uh, who's also been mentioned, like slightly no. Uh, clever spin on a fairly well-worn subgenre. AIDS basic deals with possession, but it really taps into dealing with grief in a really brutal way and how it could not just affect one person, but those around them. Plus, there are some really gnarly moments that are genuinely shocking. I really rate it, but I do think it could have notched the horror up just a touch. Mm. Uh, Vincent says, uh, an assured and supremely confident, gripping, gruesome and gut-wrenchingly visceral and creepy horror of possession, grief and the need for family. Uh, Bay has said, mm, a bit lame. <laughs> so we're, uh, she, she's balancing it out for us there. Yeah, uh, family, family, she's come together for me there. Uh, Matt says that it felt very original. Great beginning, ending, uh, felt very pretentious. Wasn't very scary. Characters were all very dislikable. So he's going to your defense too. Oh, good. Uh, Brian uh, said it's a com competently made film uh, with great pacing and explores grief, underage partying and addiction in what feels a new take on a possession subgenre. Sadly for me, as good as the odd scenes were and having a unique angle on it, it felt rather much like a basic horror movie. It feels very middle of the road and that they did a dare go as far as they probably could. The ending is probably my most favourite part. It was abrupt and really added to the film's themes and narratives. Uh, Bev says that it's her favourite film of last year. Uh, well put together, fantastic performances and some truly disturbing imagery that has stuck with me. And Tony... Uh, Simply said, it's one of the best he's seen in years. Mm. So I think that we, so what we 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 get there is, you know, it's not all, you know, praise and love, which is you know absolutely fine, obviously, uh, but I think even the detractors are, they're not they're not slating it. I think it's got quite a a high floor for for what people think of it, which is good. So, you know, it's a sign of what I think is a, is a good film that just, you know, isn't necessarily for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it is for me. So I am, I am rating it as a creative psychopath. Right. Okay. I think actually Brian said something there that I forgot that I was going to touch on, which was um, that it does touch on addiction a bit. Um, that I, uh, because the hand itself is when they let oh, a ghost in, it obviously feels really good. Um, so yeah, there is that sort of uh, degree of well, like you said, underage partying and what. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing's yeah. a metaphor for drugs, isn't it? <laughs> you know, the, the the whole hand. Yeah, the whole hand is it was. Not even nearly a metaphor at some point. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Go, it's, yeah. dr it's drugs. This is drugs, this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm I, I'm going to give it a new It's Spooky because it, it obviously isn't shit. It can't be shit. And uh, I'm sort of going to agree with Alistair that I've enjoyed talking to you mo about it more than I've enjoyed watching it. Uh, <laughs> it just... Um, uh, for me, there's just something. There's just something missing in it. It, it. it. It could have been. I don't know. Like I said to you, I'm just going to stick with what I said at the beginning, which was I expected more, and when it didn't deliver, I was disappointed. Um, and I think really that's 
not the film's fault. That's my fault. Uh, yeah. Well, so there you go. I think we. Uh, no, I think we're, we're both we're both very much validated in our opinions by the listeners. So, yeah, very good. There's no right or wrong here. No, well, and there never will be. Uh, I mean, sometimes there isn't. There. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're giving a creative psychopath the Hellraiser Hell World, then that might that might be the end of us. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, I was expecting us to have more of a fight about it, but I think in the end we just um, just agreed to disagree a little bit, and I didn't really disagree with you that much. <laughs> no, and, and, yeah, and I, I don't think I, I I disagreed with you too much. You know, it's just. There we go. We we just got to, I would say, different levels of the same stuff out of there, really, didn't we? So, yeah, for sure. Um, we, can, we can still be friends, everyone. We're still friends, even if we don't like something that the other one likes. Um, and I, I, I'm fine with it. Watch it. Uh, I, I certainly say watch it. Um, yeah. Uh, right, so whoa, should we get into this uh, last slice of bread, which is sort of, uh, we're doing a combo, really. We're doing a, what are you looking forward to watching? And uh, what? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the last, really, that we can mention anything related to New Year's <laughs> you know, and, and, and what's to come in the year ahead. It's, I mean, it's February next week, isn't it? So. So, yeah, so we're going to look at what new movies are coming out in 2024. We're looking at horror movies, obviously. And uh, we're also going to drop a little bit of what what movies we'd like to cover. Um, So, yeah, who wants to go first? Should we touch on new movies first? Yeah, what are we looking forward to the, uh, to watching? So uh, the big big one for me, very, very big one, because uh, we've been on the ride uh, over two films so far, and it, it's just something that was very unexpected for me, but I've, I've been really enjoying the ride so far. But Maxine is coming, and I think it's, it's looking like it's going to be fun, uh, apart from for that one extra got kicked in the head. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one too. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of X, but Pearl blew me away. So, um, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Looking forward to that. Um, I'm really hoping that Mia Goth gets recognised in this one for how good she is. Uh, you know, by the by the the brass who matter. Well, are we the brass who matter? You know what? But, yeah, the award, the award we're, not, we're not in the academy, unfortunately. Yeah, the awards people. Um, yeah, but even if not just that, I think she she deserves recognition for just how good she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, her her performance in Pearl was, you know, it, it's one of the best performances in a in a horror film. Mm, yeah, uh, I've ever seen. Absolutely, yeah, it was fantastic. She was really, really great in that. Um. I think the main one I'm really looking forward to is actually a documentary that's coming out, um, which is called George A. Romero's Resident Evil. Because um, he was originally slated to make the movie, but 
Capcom didn't like what he was doing with it, and uh, neither did the what is it? So it's just a documentary about what he was going to do with it, and I think there is a bit of test footage here and there. So I'm really looking forward to watching that. I think it'll be. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a real deep dive into it. So um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a cinema film or just straight to Shudder or something like that. But it, it's uh, yeah, pretty top of my list actually. Um, yeah, I mean, that sounds sounds rather fascinating. I'd, I'd not heard anything about that. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I think it is literally called George A. Romero's Redident. Redident? No, that's not a word. You know what I mean. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that sounds really good. I, I mean, should it do some, some really great documentaries as well? Yeah, they absolutely do, yeah. Like, there, there are some... Yeah, some re- some really good good stuff in there, and, and often uh, like series length as well. So they go really deep in in some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be the that'll be one I'm I would be uh, delighted to dig into. Oh well, there you go. Then you can what you can you can be excited for that one too. Yeah, I, well, <laughs> I certainly am. Yeah. Uh, right, so. The next one for me then is uh, Robert Eggers coming back, uh, back to horror uh, after his uh, sojourn into Danish myth and Nosferatu. Yeah, Christmas Day it, uh, is coming out, so we do have to wait quite a while, unfortunately. That is a long time to wait. Yeah, is it going to be a silent movie? Do you know, or are they going to add some dialogue? Uh, as, as far as I know, it, it will just be, you know, a, a standard talkie. All right, okay. Uh, but, yeah, we've seen some of the screenshots of it. And, I mean, Robert Eggers has a fantastic visual flair anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it looks great. Uh, it's got a, you know, really good cast in it. Uh, Willem Dafoe's working with him again. Uh, Bill Skarsgård's doing the uh, Count Orlock, which, after... Uh, after his work as Pennywise, I think will be pretty uh, pretty interesting to see. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, I think we just. I mean, it's, it's a great story. It's been it's been remade before, uh, so you know, it's not like it's this this sacred text that could go so very wrong. But it's in the right hands, though, isn't it? For uh... yeah, it, it's you know, it's a guy that. That, that knows what he's doing. I don't think you can. I don't think you can be a filmmaker and, and touch into the horror as a genre without being a fan of Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I sort of am vaguely hoping that they'll um, do some kind of really good remaster of the original as well, sort of building up to it because I've. Never seen a particularly amazing copy of it, um, so that would be fun. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure there is one, but I haven't seen <laughs> What uh, I would recommend for you, uh, if you've uh, if you've not seen it, is to see Shadow of the Vampire before seeing us the, the new one. Oh, I think you've told me about that one before. That one, uh, yeah. I should definitely watch that one. Yeah, if you were uh, 
like the, the way I, I would do it and the way I probably will do it leading up to it is to watch the original, what, then watch Shadow of the Vampire and then watch the new one. Oh, yeah. And then probably watch the Werner Herzog one as well, just for fun. Why not chuck them all in? Yeah, um, yeah all four. Terrifier 3 is on my list. Um, I enjoyed the second one and I'm looking forward to uh, this third one. And he. Good to see Arthur Clown back. It's set at Christmas, from what I can tell. Um, yeah, this is this is another one that was that was up on my list too. Yeah, so I, I, I'm interested to see what they do. That I think um, is that I think it's Damien Leone, isn't it? And um, you know his effects work is amazing, and um, I'm just hoping this time that he's got the balance of runtime and and stuff right because. Um, have you seen the second one yet? Maybe not. And you know, I still haven't. No, no well, that's that's fine. But yeah. and I've said to you before, the only the only real problem with that is that it runs a bit longer than it needs to. Because uh, aside from that, it's very very entertaining. So yeah, Terrified Three. I'm looking forward to. Um, well, she got on your list. Anything else? <laughs> uh, this isn't. This is one that I'm, I'm. I have more trepidation about than anything else. All right, okay. Uh, because I think it's the first is Tim Burton's best film, and Beetlejuice Two is coming. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna mention that one. It's is it horror adjacent or is it actually horror? <laughs> uh, if it's the matter. first one. Dips in and out of horror, doesn't it? Yeah, I think if we covered it on here, no one would grumble. That's yeah, oh, it's horror comedy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, let's do it then. When uh, when Beetlejuice two's coming out, we'll do Beetlejuice. There you go, everyone. Little wet whistle. And but yeah, I I I just haven't really been been keen on Tim Burton's work for for quite a long time now. Mm, right. Uh, well, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, but you know, back into his his groove with you know with something that he's that he properly hit out of the park. You know, yeah. when the uh, when he when he first came around, you know, will, will it put him you know in, into that groove again? I, I hope it does. You know, um, yeah, yeah. And um, well, I yawned there. I apologise. It wasn't your fault. It was. Tiredness is fault. No, uh, it, it's it's absolutely fine. I think uh, <laughs> I, I was just talking my way through looking up Tim Burton's uh, IMDb to see <laughs> that the last film of his that I really enjoyed. I like Big Fish. If you, I like I liked Big Fish. Um, I really liked Big Fish at one point. I would have said it was a top ten movie, but it, I watched it. Maybe not recently, but within the last couple of years, and I was like, ah, it's not quite as I remembered it be. But yeah, I do like Big Fish. Um, I'm going to very, very quickly mention, this isn't really one of my picks, but I was looking forward to Night Swim. Um, <laughs> but obviously it's been, and I, I did watch it, um, and well, it was... It was, I've I've heard it referred to as shite swim. 
Um, it's fine. It's fine. I think if you watched it, you'd have a very similar opinion to me, which was, which is, it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, it's a bit by the books, really. Um, very much so, in fact. There were, I listened to another podcast talking about it, and I think there were some subtleties in it that I missed. So, um, it might be worth a, it. Might be worth a rewatch. But if you like horror and you like Blumhouse movies, then stick it on. You won't be disappointed. Um, yeah, I, just really, that's not really part of the what you're looking forward to because I've already seen it. Um, I think the other one is Imaginary, um, which I don't really know anything about, but I'm kind of looking forward to it. There's two imaginary friends films this year. There's one horror and one <laughs> and one that maybe has Ryan Reynolds in. I can't remember. Um, so yeah, there's that. And I think the only one that's left for me uh, is the remake of Toxic Avenger. <gasps> oh yes, me too. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so. That uh, it's it's being written and directed by Macon Blair, who uh, was in Green Room, in fact. Uh, oh yeah. Also, uh, directed a film called "I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore," which oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Which that was a say a, a really good weird little movie. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 fun to see that. I've seen uh, say some of the uh, your press release pictures that they've put out and I'm it's got uh, Elijah Wood in it looking as if he never got rid of that ring and <laughs> I think Peter Dinklage is a great choice for, for the Toxic Avenger so yeah let, let's go for it I'm fun yeah I'm looking forward to it yeah um I think the only one that the only thing that I want to mention is and I, I'm, I, I don't even know if I'm looking forward to it I'm, are you aware that there's going to be three Strangers movies this year? There's going to be the Strangers, like, chapter one, two, and three coming out throughout the year. And I'm very I curious... I have no idea about that. I'm very curious to see what they do about that, uh, what they're doing with that, um, especially to bring out three movies in one year. I mean, in all likelihood, will that happen? Probably not. Um, but I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it. Um, well, I remember uh, a couple of years ago we had the, the three Fear Street movies, didn't we? Come out, yeah. That, oh, that was true, yeah. Uh, one each over three weeks, didn't we? That is true, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were they were really fun. I re I really enjoyed those. Yeah, yeah. I I did too. I think maybe the last one wasn't the best, but it was all, it was still good enough to watch. It was still nice. Yeah, I, I guess you know. Especially you know in today's TV climate, yeah, you know we, we get big budget, you know hour long episodes, you know regularly, don't we? So it is is six hours of content in a year that that much of a stretch? Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not anymore. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, right. Well, should we very quickly? Talk about some of the things that we want to um, see, see, uh, talk, do on this year, do on this year. Crikey, Moses, I can't <laughs> speak at all. We, 
we're running longer than expected. That so uh, brain's giving up. Um, anyway, I'll go first on this because I'm heading down your street. I'm going down your street here with some folk movies. I started watching uh, the documentary about folk films, and there's three movies that they call the Unholy Trilogy. Which uh, so that'll be the the Wicker Man. Uh, Witchfinder General and Blood on Satan's Club. That, yeah, those three. I'd like to cover those over the year. Um, each film looks like it would be up my up my alley. Well, I've seen The Wicker Man. But I just got the LP of The Wicker Man. That was good. It's yellow. Uh, anyway. So, yeah. Um, I know folks up your alley, and I haven't seen, I don't think, enough folk movies. So, I'd like to cover those mm. wonderful yeah i'm 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 all in for that good stuff uh i i think it, it's time <laughs> we'll probably give it a few weeks because it's uh it's not a happy film and uh i feel like i'm, I'm putting you through some some shit now but uh i think the time has come to do possum oh right okay yeah yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know if this is a film that you've seen or not. I've, I have. I have. Yeah, uh, and it's it's a film that I've traumatized a few people with by making them watch it. So <laughs> <laughs> there, there are there are a couple of shots in that film, uh, and you'll know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. Yeah, where uh, it's terrifying. Yeah, it's a terrifying film. Um. But yeah, I'm more than happy to cover that because that it's terrifying but also great. Yeah. Yeah. Well that's fun. Well, I look forward to that one too. Uh <laughs> Ooh. I have got another I, well, I just want to show you Lady in the Cage, so that yeah, the, those are only my, my ones really that I that I've looked at because um there are big movies I'd like to cover, but I don't I don't think we need to Announce big movies because we might not get to them. <laughs> no, and and I think for me is something that uh, I'm I'm hoping is that I can discover some films on my uh, my my resolutions watch that I can share with you. Journey your journey yeah. through, uh, and see. So I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll get Nosferatu covered at some point. Awesome, yeah. Probably leave that to the end of the year just in case they put it in cinemas for us. Ooh, that'd be nice, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, is that it then? Are, they, are those the only ones we really desperately want to cover um, before we end this episode and don our our whatever we need for F up February? What do we need? Something tissues? Uh-oh. Uh, a strong right. stomach, I think. A strong stomach and some kitchen roll, uh, to in case your stomach is not strong enough, and you have to uh, do a little wipe and vomit. I've definitely got a bit crazy now, Matt. Anything gets tired. Yeah, it, it's time that we called it a day. Yeah, I've, I've, I can feel you unwinding from here. Yeah, my brain, my a brain, brain is uncoiling. If it was a snake, that's what it would be doing. Um. So yeah, let's uh, let's go. Let let's let's get out of here. They've, they've got a sandwich now, so you know, 
lovely stuff. We hope you enjoy. Uh, we do. We do. If you got this far. <laughs> right, bye. Bye-bye.